Hello, I'm now in the US, and this is another episode of what was formerly called the Random Black Person in Canada podcast. in the US and I am now in my place. Certainly thought that I would not need more than three weeks to get myself sorted, but it's turned out that I was in fact wrong and I needed maybe even five weeks to get settled. As I record this episode, I'm literally sitting on my floor in my empty space while I wait for my furniture from Canada. And uh, it's quite um, an interesting experience where everything is literally brand new, starting afresh entirely. But while I'm here, um, there's going to be a lot of improvements to everything I'm doing. I'm obviously thinking about a new name. If you have any ideas for a name, certainly feel free to reach out to me. But for now, I'm still going to call the podcast the formally titled <laughs> Random Black Person in Canada podcast. For now, that's going to be my placeholder until I figure out what I want to do. But if you have any ideas, of course, I'm more than happy to listen. While I'm here, um, some of the questions I've been asked about my move was one, sponsorship. Uh, in terms of being a Canadian moving out here, did I need employment sponsorship for immigration and what have you? And also my thinking behind moving here and what have you. So this is going to be kind of like an update episode as to what it all was like switching. So let's start from the top. I am a Canadian citizen. So how did I move to the US? While you're a Canadian citizen, there is a trade agreement across the USA, Canada, and Mexico. It's called NAFTA. It is essentially, if you are West African, it's part of the similar agreement we have with ECOWAS where African countries can move across each other. If you're in Europe, it's essentially the Eurozone situation as well, where any country, any citizen of all the countries within that agreement can move across each other. So in North America, we have the exact same thing. And essentially, if you're a citizen of any country, you can work in any of the three countries if the jobs are listed in that NAFTA agreement. So as long as the job you are applying to is within that agreement, you do not need sponsorship to work in that country. All you simply need to do is get a job from whatever employer in whatever country, so Mexico, USA, if you're Canadian. And when you get to the border, you have to bring your documentation. Um, it's all listed on their websites. You can again Google NAFTA agreement and whatever you need. In my case, all I needed was my job offer, degrees showing that I qualify to do that job and essentially the address of where my employer is. Um, you can, of course, pre-approve it all if you don't want to wait at the border to do it. Waiting at the border doesn't take that much time anyways. But if you're, of course, like me, who likes to be a keener and make sure all your T's are crossed, I's dotted, then, of course, you can send it in early and they can prove you before you get to the board and all, the, all you need to do at customs is simply just say, here's my approved TN visa and they will just give it to you. It's called a TN visa when you get to the US. As many of you know, there's the H1B, there's J1, there's B1, B2, all kinds of visa titles and what have you. The NAFTA agreement is called a TN visa. And the thing that's unique about it is um, you do not need to worry about the, the um, quota. So H1B, the challenge with the H1B is that there's a quota 
And so once that quota is met, you're done. And then you have to wait again to the next round. TN visa is unlimited. So as many people can apply for it as there are citizens who want to move and there are no issues. The other thing too is you can keep renewing it in perpetuity. So as long as the job exists, you can keep renewing your TN visa as many times as you want on and on and on. The challenge with TN visa becomes when you want to stay in the US for a long time. Of course, I already talked about you can renew. But what happens when you stop working? You can no longer, you essentially no longer qualify for your TN, right? So if you decide you don't want to work anymore, you want to stay in the US, obviously that stops. So that brings in green card. There is also no direct path. Let me, okay, let me unpack that. There isn't an intended direct path to green card from a TN. You can switch from a TN to an H1B and then off to green card. You can also technically go straight from TN to green card, but that would technically also violate your terms of the TN visa because the TN visa is essentially supposed to be a temporary visa that says I'm going back home to my country after this job is done. So that's kind of the challenge, but really it's just kind of a lateral move. So you can move from TN to H1B and then go to green card in that way. And it's pretty straightforward. The other benefits of obviously switching from a TN to an H1B is if you are with a partner, let's say a spouse, um, you know, common law, whatever your arrangement is, on a TN, technically your partner cannot work while they are your dependent. So if they have their own visa while they're working, maybe an L1, um, and L1 just stands for being transferred from an international company. So for those who don't understand the terms, L1 is just simply, I work for a multinational that has a, uh, an arm in the US and whatever country I'm coming from, the company, the company now decides they want to bring me to the US so they would bring in an L1 visa. So let's say you and your partner, your partner had an L1, then they could work, you could work on the TN. If they do not have a status through any visa, they're coming with you as your dependents, essentially, because they don't have a job yet or nobody's sponsoring them then they would not be able to work. So that's the only other thing to think about while being on a TN visa. But other than that, TN visa typically is the way to go if you're Canadian. Very easy, you don't need sponsorships. You can apply to as many jobs that qualify for NAFTA and straight away you can just show up in the US and start living here straight away. So that's essentially the immigration situation. I've got a bunch of questions around that and whether I needed sponsorship or not, I did not. But Facebook decided that they wanted to help me out in terms of pre-approving all the stuff. So they took that on and paid for it all. They didn't need to do anything, it wouldn't cost them anything, but they decided to do that. So that is that. Um, the other thing about being here that was asked, so career-wise, was it a good move? Of course, certainly product management is bigger here than in Canada. Um, salaries are bigger here than in Canada for the same work. Um, and of course, you're on the cutting edge of tech, essentially being in tech central. So that was kind of my mindset around it. I wanted to be a really, really good product manager. I can always go back home whenever I'm tired. Um, and is, you know, if the U.S. decides that they want to misbehave because I'm black, then naturally, again, I can go back. But that aside, the U.S., in my mind anyways, is not that bad. And I'm not talking about, like, the shooting or, like, in terms of day-to-day -day living, is not that bad, especially in the area that I'm at. Um, there's more gun control laws in California. Of course, there's still guns here because other states allow them, so you can go get guns in another state and bring it into California. Nobody's going to stop you. But... That means, you know, you have to go through the extra effort of going to another state to bring guns in for that to happen. So, you know, at least where I live, it's slightly better than anywhere else. Other than that, um, other, um, you know, improvements that are coming and other updates that are coming to the podcast going forward. When I get my stuff, so right now I'm still waiting for some of my stuff. It's going to be another two weeks. Probably going to be recording from my floor. Another two weeks, I'm going to be catching up with my team and what have you. 
but I'm looking to expand on the podcast to start including some video stuff. Um, you know, those of you who follow my journey on Instagram, I'm going to be making longer videos a little bit, maybe, maybe even one minute videos just at least to start. And then we'll get into like, you know, 30 minute videos of these podcasts, getting a little more guests on board and, you know, sharing my journey as I'm going along. And I want more people to see that, you know, especially once you're a Canadian, there's so many avenues available to you. You can always go back home. Canada is home. Um, but you, because Canada and the U.S. are so close, there is so much of an advantage that you get for being a Canadian in the U.S. that I think more people should take advantage of. I am going to do my best to share what I'm learning and what I'm doing. One of the key ones I'm just going to quickly share, which, again, I'll come back to later, is banking. So typically, when you're going into a new country, you do not have, like, credits in that country and what have you. And that's typically a struggle. But because of the close relationships that Canada has with the U.S. and a lot of banking systems are intertwined, a lot of credit systems are the same, you are not from scratch starting over in the same way someone who was coming from Nigeria would be starting over. So in my case, a lot of my credits in Canada, I'm still able to reuse in some ways. One, because, for example, TD has a relationship with TD here, so they can reuse some of my you know, credits in Canada. American Express has a Canadian extension as well. So they're able to reuse some of my Canadian credits. RBC has a bank in Canada and has an, uh, has an arm in the US. So I'm able to reuse some of my banking products from um, Canada in the US as well. So I'm not completely starting over, but at the same time, I understand my credit history here that is based here is still brand new. So in the meantime, while I work on building up my US credit to match my Canadian one, I'm still able to use my Canadian one for things that matter in little places. So for example, I've got a credit card here already. I think I have two actually already. Um, uh, right now I'm in the process of trying to open up a line of credit based on my Canadian history. I'm not sure how my auto loan is gonna go, but we'll see in a couple of months. I'm not in a hurry to buy a car right away. But at the same time, I'm still figuring out things step by step by step. And the cool thing is, because I'm Canadian, I get preferential treatment, quote unquote, than a complete newcomer. Because again, it's literally right up there. You know, people know what Toronto is. People know where Ottawa is. People, I mean, <laughs> Ottawa. <laughs> I mean, some people don't know what Ottawa is. I have to tell them it's the capital of the country. But uh, I mean, let's not talk about the education system in, in the US. My point here is, um, you know, people relatively know what Canada is. Like if you say I'm from Canada, oh, yeah, nice, it's cold up there, eh? Like that, then that's, you know, that's typically how it goes. So, and of course the accent betrays me when I start speaking and they're like, oh, you're not from here, where are you from? So that's obviously is a thing, but at the same time, it's certainly an advantage in that immigrating to the US through Canada is a viable strategy. I could, before my TN, oh, last thing I didn't mention about TN, you can only activate your TN visa, essentially coming into the US to work on your TN visa 10 days before your start date. So you can activate your TN visa 10 days before your start date. Now, what if you want to come sooner? Well, technically you cannot come in sooner until, um, what's the word? You can, so you cannot come in sooner on your TN visa, but you can come in as a guest. Um, so as you all know, Canadians can come into the U.S. for six months before um, they start, you know, working or they can just visit for six months. So you can come in as a visitor and then 10 days before you start, they leave and come back to activate your TN visa. So that solves a lot of things. So you can come in, you know, figure out a place you want to be, all those kind of things. 
and then go back and then just cross the border again for your TN visa to start. So that's the last thing I wanted to mention. But yeah, overall, you know, I found a, I found a spot. I quite like it. More spacious than Canada. Of course, cost of living is high. I'm going to talk about that in a separate episode. Um, just wanted you guys to know that, you know, I'm typically okay. Um, you can do this too, really, especially if you're Canadian. You do not have to um, worry about being sponsored or anything like that because of the TN visa situation. While you're here, you can then use your employer to sponsor you for whatever you want to do. Because typically immigration status in the US is based on your employer or marriage. So in the US, that's their thing. In Canada, of course, it's not like that. So I typically recommend, you know, if you're coming from a different country, go to Canada first, sort out the immigration situation and then come back here. That's, you know, that's my advice. But of course, you know, you may not want to deal with Canada's code and you just want to face the US head on. Whatever it is, you know, whatever floats your boat. But of course, the US pays better for the same jobs that I've seen anyways, uh, especially from a tech perspective, even maybe even medical. Um, even like... One of the interesting stories I remember was one of my friends asked me about some advice of moving to Canada because he was having troubles with immigration in the US. He was making, he wasn't in tech, but I think he was making close to what I was making while I was in tech in Canada. And he was like, I'm surprised that Canada's earnings are not as strong as the US. I'm like, yeah, that's the Canadian dream, bro. We all contribute taxes heavily, but we don't get paid that much. Um, but it's a comfortable life in Canada, but now cost of living is also catching up. Unlike in the US where cost of living is high, but salaries are also ridiculously high on average compared to Canada. All right, guys. So that's my latest update. Um, of course, I'll come back with a more structured episode another time. Just wanted you guys to hear from me. Um, it sucked I couldn't get to my podcast in time. Um, you know, I set up three episodes and still wasn't enough. So I'll probably now have to maybe set up maybe like next time I'm doing a major move like this. If I'm moving addresses again, probably set up six or something like that in the future. Uh, again, these are all things you learn and work in progress. I'll catch you guys in the next one. Peace.